Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 205 of the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm good. I'm even better because I'm going to see you tomorrow. I know. Uh, I cannot believe it. We're going to see each other at the Mom 2.0 conference. Yay. And so many of our podcasty friends will be there, too. So Yes. Very excited about that. Um, I'm not so excited about the fact that as soon as we sat down to record, someone next door decided to start, like, tearing up a sidewalk. Of course. There's all these machines and loud things happening. So I'm hoping our wonderful sound engineer will be able to take that noise out. But hey, guys, if you hear some background sounds, this is real. I'm recording in my bed. We're just just a couple of moms who like (laughs) trying to get it done while our kids aren't here. On a budget. On a budget. (laughs) That means we got to take what we can or take what we can get. Um, But yeah, today we are talking about budgeting. I we have not really talked a lot about personal finance on this show, which I think is interesting. It's been touched on a few times. I, it's definitely something that's been on my mind. I'll get more into that, but I think I just kind of had a realization recently that, you know, I'm fine, but I am not getting anywhere the way I want to be. And I'm kind of having a, I'm in a place in my life where I feel like I can make some mindset shifts around this. Mm -hmm. And I was very surprised. Sometimes you don't really want to dig into reality and look at, and I, and I think I just kind of had this idea that like, I'm just doing the best I can and there's really nothing I can change. And really when I started digging in, I found a ton of things that I can change. And so I've really kind of made that a priority right now. Well, um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. I'm so glad that you brought this up because I, I mean, I have a couple of thoughts, but we haven't, we haven't addressed this. And um, my husband is a certified financial planner and I've actually know, had other people close to me be in the personal financial planning industry. And I think that's made me um, almost hesitant to just talk like a regular, like, I I feel like I need to have all the answers or at least connect people to really good information. Cause there's also some, there's some not so good information out there or some myths out there. So I'm really glad you brought it up because as usual, I can overthink things and we can talk about this just as two regular moms with budgets. And that's right. That's all it needs to be. And no matter what you're doing in your house, having 
a different mindset and paying attention is going to help no matter what. So it really doesn't have to be super scientific to it's get started. It's not. And right? it doesn't need to follow a specific philosophy. Like if right. you have clarity around the numbers of what you're spending, that yes. for so many people is like the biggest hurdle. And that's not, biggest that doesn't, that's not any one particular saving or debt reduction strategy. That's just, let's just get clear. So I'm so glad right. you brought it up. Yeah. So I am looking forward to that. Um, and we will dig into like, I'll just kind of tell about where I'm at and my mindset shift. And, and then we'll also get into some practical stuff at the very end. But you know, I'm not like, I'm not an extreme coupon or I'm not a budget queen. I am just doing the like, again, I'm just doing the best I can with yeah. what time I have and, and limitations that I have. And so I just think that maybe the point is like any no matter where you are, you can make changes today that are going to loosen up a little money for you that you can use to do what you want with. That's the whole point. Like yep. you're in charge. It's not about following any one plan or anything being right or wrong. It's, you know, the more you know about where your money is going and the more control you have of that uh, over that, the more power you have, which is really money I, just I agree. kind of represents power. I agree. <laughs> which sounds really messed up, but you know what I mean? No, absolutely. Choices. It represents, it represents choices, choices and freedom. Yeah. And also, this is a good time to say that our Voices interview for May which let's see, will air a week from Friday, next Friday, the first Friday in May is going to be with Natalie Taylor, who is a personal financial planner um, and works with families all around this very same um, kind of just values based system, like not any one system that's got to work for everybody. So that yeah. is a happy coincidence. I've been wanting to have her on the show for a while. You brought up budgeting. So um, like many things it's we do, it's like a it was like a accident that we turned into now it's like a planned series. So there yeah, you go. Hey guys, look, we did this on purpose for you. <laughs> Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. <laughs> and I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code MOMHOUR5050 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product, Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. 
Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as forever chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. All right. Uh, are you going to interview me this time? I you're think kinda... I will. This is right. like, you have thought a lot about this lately. And I will for sure weigh in with my own experience. But um, so maybe this, uh, this is a good time, Megan, if we have brand new listeners, do you want to remind everybody kind of about your yeah. last few years and why maybe coming to a different place financially has happened sure. in the last couple of years? Don't yeah, skip so over the divorce part is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bit tumultuous. So yeah, like a little between two and two and a half years ago. Um, so like the winter of 2016, so like end of year, 2016, um, end of fall, my ex-husband, John and I decided to divorce or separate and we, we were knew we were going to get divorced. And after that, um, I ended up making a lot of financial decisions that I would not make today, but I don't, I'm not mad at myself about it. Um, for example, I leased a car. I ended up getting a pretty expensive phone plan, like just things like that. I think I was at a point in my life where I just needed everything to work. Like mm -hmm. I really just mentally and emotionally could not deal with trying to figure out the best used car to buy. Like, right. like the one that was going to be just enough miles to get me a good deal, but not so many miles it would break down. Like the model, like I just didn't have it in me. And I really, at that time, I was also doing a morning radio show. And then pretty soon after that, I got a, a job at a marketing agency. So I had multiple places I had to be every single day. And it was like dominoes. If one domino right. fell, the whole day was shot. You were and in survival mode as well. I was just in, emotionally. Yes. Yeah. Parenting. Survival mode. Yes. Just getting through. So um, it did feel good to drive off that lot with that car that I knew no matter what was going to run. And if I had, if something broke, I could take it in and they right. were going to fix it. Um same thing with like my, with my phone plan, I wound up switching. I used to have this service that like would constantly drop calls in my house. And when you're going through a really stressful time, like not being able to get through a call with oh. your lawyer without the phone dropping out or a client or something like that, it was just like one more layer of stress yeah. I could not handle. So I switched to a really well-known provider that's known for being both super reliable and everywhere, but also being pretty expensive. And I got a really kind of high end plan. Cause I was like, I can't run, like I need my I needed my expenses to stabilize. Yeah. And the the idea that like I might go over and run out of data and be traveling and yeah. not like I just couldn't wrap my brain around what would happen. Yeah. So I like I started doing everything with kind of like it just has to work. Yeah. Like, it was like, like a protective like I like a self-protective. Yes. Thing like it, it like, just has to work. Like I don't care what the consequences as long as I know what the bill is and I know I can pay it. I, I just need all of these things to, mm -hmm. to function. Um. I was also working a lot, like a lot, a lot for a while there. I was working about 65 hours a week. And then on top of that, we were running this show together. So mm -hmm. like it was a lot. And I started making convenience decisions um, for things like grocery shopping and like just things to make my life easier because I literally didn't have any mm -hmm. time. 
And on top of that, I was lonely and sad. So I started going out a lot. So I like, <laughs> I created like all of these kind of expensive habits in my life. And I think one thing that just applies to everybody, even if you have never been where I am and never will be, or was anyway, is like, it's so easy to have this mindset that the way things were then is still the way they are. Mm-hmm. Like, and we talk about this all the time, like things change and sometimes your mindset doesn't update mm-hmm. along uh-huh. with things changing. It happens slowly and you don't realize like, oh, maybe I don't need to have everything delivered to my house anymore. Maybe I don't need a cleaning person anymore or whatever the thing is that you do for convenience. um, Those things do change. So here we are now, two and a half years later. I don't have any outside the home jobs anymore. I'm 100% on this business with a little freelance work. I don't have to leave my house like at all. So if my car didn't work one morning, my kids can figure out how to get themselves to school. I can call a friend. But I'm not going to lose my job because I didn't make it on air that morning or whatever it is. Right. So that's no longer a a thing. And also I think I finally just kind of lifted my head up out of the muck and said, okay, I made it. Like I got Mm -hmm. on the other side of two years. Um, The divorce was final now, well over a year ago, almost probably, I mean, it's like a year and five months now that the divorce has been Mm -hmm. final and okay, so now what, you know, like I made it through, I'm poking my head up out of the ground, like a little gopher and going what's on my horizon. And I just, you know, really kind of got real with my budget and was like, oh, well, this isn't going to get me where I want to (laughs) go. Like it's been fine. It's just not going to do the job. So I kind of decided that we've talked about this too. Like sometimes small changes make a difference. And sometimes you really got to go all in on something. And I decided, especially when it's something kind of not that fun, like, Mm -hmm. Saving money is only fun if you make it fun. And it's only, you can only make it fun if you make it a project out of it. Like, yeah. otherwise it's just a drag, right? So I kind of have gone in the last couple, two, three weeks, really all in on creating new plans and habits and re- totally restructuring basically everything about the way I spend money. And it's been interesting. So that's well, where I'm at. Yeah, no, I love hearing that. Some of what you say reminds me of being in the trenches of survival mode of new motherhood, right? Yes. Like if you think of the analogy, I'm, I'm going to go outside of budgeting for a second, but the analogy of taking care of your home, right? Yeah. Um, when I was in the weeds with three little kids, things like seasonal decorating or things yeah. like um, planting flowers in the front yard, like anything that seemed that required more than just my basic survival was not, was not going to happen. And that was okay. Cause that was the phase that I'm in. And then, like you said, your head comes out of a fog a little bit and you look yep. around, you might have the same home and you're the same person and you have the same needs, wants, and desires, but your priorities and your focus naturally are able to shift. So yes. I, what I loved hearing you say is like, you very wisely had to put protective bumpers in place so that your insanely chaotic life didn't have little things break or little things fall apart or unpredictable expenses come up. And now you, your head is coming out of this fog sand, the sand, what it, I forgot what it is. (laughs) Sand sand. Um, And you are, you have the headspace. Like I, I picture this, like where like you can see clearly and then you're like, Oh, okay. Those weren't bad choices, but now I can make different choices because I'm in a different space. Yeah. And I wouldn't even, I don't even know if going back, like, if I could go back and say, gosh, if I could have all that money back that I spent on X, Y, or Z, um, I don't know that I would make a different choice now. Cause I, I can't like, you can't, right, no. yourself, there's no point a, the past is past, but also it, it served the purpose that it served to get me maybe a little more on fire about it now, or maybe it mm-hmm. served the purpose it served in that it helped me kind of 
like avoid some other stress who knows mm-hmm. or maybe it was just an unqualified disaster but here, <laughs> but here i am and so those like no matter where too, you are yeah. those happen too no matter where you are you can just make some changes that are going to save you a little bit or if you want to go on all in like me you can completely overhaul everything and blow it all up all right i like to do that every now and then it is it's very it is very effective um so should we talk about um this blowing it all up what has that looked like for you yeah well, okay. So a couple, so blowing it all up. One thing it has looked like is I've had a budget on my, um, on my Google sheets. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit later. I, I have been using for gosh, two years and I got real with it. Like it has been a budget and I'm putting air quotes around mm-hmm. this budget because really what it was, was a way that I logged the things I typically spend money on. Mm-hmm. And then I, um, kind of ignored it. <laughs> and then I'd get to the end of the month and go, wow, it didn't really work out the way I thought it was going to. Oh, well. And right. then I'd move on to the next month. So I really dug in, like I printed out tons of bank statements and went back and like fine tooth combed everything. We'll talk about a little bit more about that too in the, um, in the second half of the show. But like, I just went through and got really real. I was like, oh, I'm not spending what I budgeted mm-hmm. on eating out. I am not spending what I budgeted on, um, subscriptions, things mm-hmm. like Hulu and stuff, because at some point I must have signed up for a free trial yeah. and then forgot it wasn't free anymore. And, you know, so like all of these little things that I was kind of conveniently ignoring mm-hmm. or just not carrying forward the truth. I was like kind of I was kind of carrying forward this like fantasy. And then when it month to month to month, it never quite worked. I'd be like, oh, that must have been a weird month. That must that must have been yeah. one of those unusual months. And, you know, so So like just being really honest with myself about what was really happening and then setting a goal. So my goal is to be completely out of credit card debt by the fall. So for me to do that, I had to loosen up a lot of money in my budget. And I was like, okay, can I even do this? And if so, what am I willing to sacrifice to do that? And that kind of helped me um, reverse engineer. Do you think it's easier for you to look? So I really, as a personality trait, I really like historical data and you know this yeah. about me. So I could all day look at, you know, what did we spend? And I, I used to love, we don't, we don't look at it at quite the micro level that we used to, but I used to love that stuff. And yet it's a little harder for me to be forward thinking. So budgeting kind of requires both, right? Like it requires right. that you historically look at what you have been spending and I mean, my opinion is the more data, the better, because like you said, there's always a weird month. There's always Christmas, right? There's always, so the more you can like take a 12 month average or like, you know, really get, um, so you have to look back, but then you also have to look forward, right? You have planned expenses, things are going to change in the future. So I'm curious if you're comfortable more in one of those spaces than the other. Cause I know I am or what, well, you know me, Sarah, (laughs) The the past is done. I don't like thinking about that. I don't want to think about the past. I, for me, going back, going, well, first of all, this is going to sound dumb. Printing a statement is a, an obstacle for me. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to do that. Right. So, you know, you're going to, we're going to have listeners who tell, who write to us to tell you that you don't have to print it. You could like sign up for an app or get your bank's app or use mint. No, 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 I can't. No, no, <laughs> so no, no. You should just, I, let's, why don't you just provide a blanket rebuttal to that and save okay, well, these dear people the time in telling that you that is not going to work for me because <laughs> what I was literally doing was holding a printed statement in one hand, looking at my screen in the other and saying, okay, I said I spend $550 a month on groceries. Is that true? 
I would look to the left where I'm holding my bank statement and I've put a little star by every grocery, you know, Mm -hmm. which is now it's not just in one statement because I have multiple places I can spend money from. So like I've got two different debit cards and a multitude of credit cards and I would have to like go through and add those all up and put little stars by them. And like, there's no way I could have done that on an app. I mean, maybe if I'd maybe if there was some kind of budgeting app that would allow me to go back in time and pull everything. I mean, yes, I could have done that, but I felt like that would be a way bigger investment well, here's, of time. Here's what you did that is so great is you didn't let the you didn't let an imperfect system get in the way of you starting now. And that's right. like a piece of advice that we always like to give. Like yeah. there's a perfect planner and a perfect calendar and a perfect budgeting system out there maybe or maybe there's one that's perfect for you. But if you wait around for that system or like I have used mint.com before and once everything is connected, it can work beautifully. But for you would have probably been so frustrated by getting, you would have had to pull data from each of those accounts in. And then like you said, historically, it would have been making the best guesses, but it wouldn't have known if you went to Target for groceries or for Clara's back to school clothes. There was still going to be a certain amount of just like old fashioned legwork. You had to do it that way. No, I'm like, I'm on your side here. I'm like, I'm defending you against the, (laughs) because you know, there are, there are those solutions that we're going to get into in the second half of the show, some of them, but I think you did the thing you had to do, which is like, like get out all the pieces of paper and have them come to Jesus with yourself. So yes. And some of, you know, and and even with like some of my bills are online, I am kind of a paper person. Some of my bills are online, but sometimes it's easier just to flip through a stack Mm -hmm. of bills and see what you paid in and have it be a physical thing than switching back and forth between apps or browser windows and all those things too. So yes, there's a place and a time for apps and technology, but but technology is only as good as the human resource that mm-hmm. loads it with mm-hmm. the information it needs. And I was not in a place where I wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah. So I just went paper. Um, but your, your question about what I like, I love vision. I love mm-hmm. looking forward. I like making plans. I don't like thinking about if my plans are realistic because do they match up with the historical data? So that was really hard. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's been the missing piece. I've been making plans based on information that was made up. It was in my head. It was mostly there it was like three quarters of the way right but that you know one quarter will really throw you off and mess you up um and especially when you're dealing with multiple bank accounts and moving money from one to the next and like like just a little slip can really get you into financial hot water because if you don't have the money to cover something that Mm -hmm. costs you money every time something's in the wrong place and not where it's supposed to be when (laughs) like a check goes through or a mm-hmm. payment goes through that can potentially cost you money. So little stupid mistakes were really adding up. So there was that there was also, um, there's the emotional side, right? Mm-hmm. Like I really had to come to terms with the fact that I am emotional about money. And I don't mean that I'm an emotional shopper. Really. I'm not somebody who I get stressed and I want to run out and buy myself a new purse. Like that's not really me. Um, but what I do do <laughs> is I end up making decisions sometimes based on how how I think things are going to be based on how they are right now. So like, Mm -hmm. if there's something that's stressing me out right now, I start to kind of I can really quickly my mind can kind of jump over logic and get to this place where it's always going to be that way. So now I need to completely upend everything and do it differently Mm -hmm. because this is never going to end or or I'll make decisions that will serve where I am right this minute, but not really look far mm-hmm. enough into the future with enough data. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like I make assumptions or I jump mm-hmm. to conclusions. Um, another thing that I realized about myself is that I had a couple 
weird little hangups about money. And and these are things that, who knows, did they come from my upbringing? Did they come from when I was married and trying to like manage money with another person, mm-hmm. not always terribly successfully? So one of those things that I noticed is that I was like almost purposely overpaying on my credit cards mm. to almost give me like an insurance policy mm-hmm. in case I ran out of money, which mm-hmm. is the dumbest thing. Like if I have the money to pay my credit cards, I should be doing that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But why would like it's just moving money from one place mm-hmm. to another? Like it doesn't make any sense. And since I'm the only person in charge of my bank account, I should know if right. I'm gonna have money at the end of right. the month and not or not or where it's gonna be. It was just dumb. Like it didn't make any sense. It never actually served me. Like mm-hmm. it didn't actually ever bail me out of a jam. It was mm-hmm. just always this. I'd be like annoyed with myself because I'd be like, well, I didn't really need to put that on that, or why did I put on that card and not the other? I just had no logic. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a mess. Um, um, and a third. Oh, no, no, no. You go. OK, I was going to say another thing that I I tend to do. And, and this is something a lot of people do um, is like, have you heard of sunk costs? I'm yes. Sure you, mm-hmm. yes. OK, so it's the fallacy that I, I call it throwing good money after bad. It's the fallacy that if you've already spent money on something, mm-hmm. you should continue to spend money on that thing so you don't lose your investment. And right. I'm putting the lose in big right. quotations. So you, and I could, so you don't yeah. render it a mistake. So therefore I'm going to make this not a mistake <laughs> right? by continuing to spend money. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I have a couple like really concrete examples of that. One, when my car lease, my car lease will be up in a few months and I know I'm going to be a little over the mileage. And I also ran into my garage door twice because I, it turns out you should never give me a new car or trust me with a new car. <laughs> it is completely lost on me. Um, all the benefits, but I know that I'm going to owe something at the end of mm-hmm. this lease probably a couple thousand dollars. That's kind of what I'm anticipating it's going to be. So mentally, I jumped right from, oh gosh, I'm going to owe $2,000 to I have to buy this car. It's my only choice because I invested in it mm-hmm. through this lease. And if I don't buy it at the end, I've now thrown away all the money I put right. into it. Right. The fact is that money's gone. Right. Like, I'm not going to drive off the lot with a brand new car for a three-year-old car's price. That's not going to happen. Right. So it shouldn't have anything to do with that. I should only buy the car if I want that car Mm -hmm. and I want to pay that price for it. Exactly. Yeah. And the fact is I probably don't. (laughs) So when I like kind of flipped it around that way, I started to realize like, I can't think about the money I've already put into it. It is irrelevant. Yeah. But how many other things do we do that with? Another thing, a gym membership. So I bought a gym membership. Then I got really into yoga like a month later. Mm-hmm. I have found it very stressful to try to split my time between outdoor exercise, a gym membership I now feel obligated to use, right. and the yoga studio where I really want to be spending my time. But I kept thinking, well, if I cancel, A, I've already paid in all these months. Right. I really got to recoup that. But also there's a cancellation fee. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I can't pay the cancellation fee because that would be like wasting that money. Right. Totally overlooking the fact that I will still save like 700 bucks this year if I and you will even still with, eventually play the, pay the cancellation fee unless you right, are a member of that just, gym for the rest of your right, life. Right, Like I am going to have to pay the cancellation fee, but I will still come out ahead like hundreds of dollars. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. I have I could go on and on. But like, I think that's one of those things that logically I guess if I'd sat there and really broken it down, I would have come to that conclusion. I just didn't want to. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to be really honest about it. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to, like, I think that, like, I grew up with a really frugal mom. And the idea of throwing, like, waste mm-hmm. was so abhorrent. 
that I somehow took things like making it work, even when you don't want to, or you're mm-hmm. losing money on something to be like frugality, but it's twisted. It's like right. a twisted frugality. You can actually spend or waste a lot of money in the yes. pursuit of not, uh, of, of not cost. realizing yeah. a loss, yeah. you know, which yeah. is really what it is. Yeah. And so to me, that was like pretty mind bending actually. And like, when I, now I have like this long list of things. I'm like, get out of that dummy. Like, yeah, you don't need to pay for that anymore. <laughs> Hashtag get out of that dummy. Yeah. You already paid for it. Okay. Yep. Mistake or not fine. But like, stop, just stop paying for it now. And so, yes, there, it, there are many. Of it those, reminds but. me of, um, the Marie Kondo, like one of the things a lot of people take away from the life changing magic of tidying up. Um, and that she's got that show on Netflix now is that, getting rid of something, the, the meaning and the experience of having had that thing has already happened. Yes. So the thing itself is if it's no longer serving a purpose, you can let it go because you, you're not getting rid of the way you felt when your five-year-old brought it home from preschool. For right. example, you're not getting rid of the relationship. Like you, that already happened. The experience already happened. So you can let go of the thing. It reminds me of that a little bit. Like it, it, it already, that gym, you've already been a member of that gym and paid those costs. Like right. sticking with it does not, does nothing to enhance the meaning or <laughs> right. lack of meaning. Right. Like you still went to the gym the same number of times in the last six months, whether or not you change your relationship with that gym in the future. I don't yeah. know, I'm just restating what you said. And, but yeah. and I think, I think sometimes there's things that are easy to figure out. Like I can be very logical and not emotional when talking about someone else's stuff yeah, or of course. like in a business decision, like cutting your losses in a business transaction and kind of deciding when that's going to be is very different than when it's something that you maybe feel a little iffy about the fact that you paid for it to begin with, or you feel like you have something to prove yep. by continuing yep. to pay for it, or you don't want to lose out. Like there's all these emotions that end up getting in there. So I guess my point of bringing all this up is that emotional money habits does not necessarily equal emotional spending. Yeah, are, it's a, a really much good. larger category than that. And I think sometimes you have to get really real with yourself about how your emotions play in sure. to the way and you it, manage money. Even if it has nothing to do with shop, like bin shopping, that's not what yeah. I'm talking about. It could be anything from deciding to pay one bill over another um, when it makes logical sense to do it the other way or whatever it is, you know? I, I mean, everybody, no matter their where they come from or how much money they have reacts or, you know, has an emotional relationship with money. A hundred percent. Okay. Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately. And it always feels so good to get rid of clothes. I'm not wearing things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. 
Sarah. Our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Um, okay, so we left off talking about um, just the way that we are emotionally about yeah. money, money and finance. I want to tell a quick story um, from my perspective, and that is that my mother-in-law, my husband's mom, just retired after 34 years in the same job. She has a really inspiring story. She was a single mom and she started as a bank teller when her two kids were really little and um, in the you know early 80s and worked her way up to be basically the first female everything at this bank because you know banking yeah. in the Northeast is a pretty conservative situation. So I mean, basically like blazed trails for 34 years, ended as uh, executive vice president of a local bank chain. Um, and just retired after 34 years. And we've been so proud of her. She, you know, she paid for college for two kids, was a single mom, all this stuff. And retirement is here now. And she has saved for retirement. And um, Brian's a financial planner. So he has lots of good conversations with her. And he's set her up with a planner that's not him because it's not a good idea to be your own mother's financial right. planner, turns out. But I guess my story is no matter where you are, her, um, the questions she has now about money and how much of it she has and how much she's saved it. I was thinking about when you were talking about like the decisions you made, Megan, were they were the decisions that you had to make at the time. And there's no like going back. And I think she kind of feels the same way, but her now she's faced with this relationship with money of what, like now it's all mine. I am done working. I can spend it. And yet there are still these questions of like, well, what's important today and what's important for the future? And would it be fun to do a big trip or is it a little more prudent to stay close to home? And I guess we've been having these conversations more recently, so it's on my mind. But I guess the the point is that like there are, there's emotions tied up in this from the very beginning when you're broke and starting out and toward the very end when you've worked yes. your whole career and you have a beautiful nest egg and feel so proud. And she does feel proud, but it, it doesn't remove the, the questions. And I think when we talked to Natalie Taylor in May and the value of talking to a, an outside source of expertise is like we all need help having somebody like right size our expectations or right size the way we think about money. So those were just some yeah. thoughts I had rattling around as you kind of talked about. You kind of did your own financial planning session when you <laughs> you did. Well, I just really got like I was my own like financial therapist. Yeah. Like I yeah. just was just really honest and that was not always easy to do. It's not easy to look back and think and and to realize there are things you 
could do better because then it's like saying you did something wrong right. and no one ever wants to feel that way. And, right. and I don't think that's, it's just you there. Every dollar you have, you have a choice about how to spend it. Mm-hmm. Now, some of those choices are kind of limited. <laughs> like you have to live someplace and you have to eat, but like, it doesn't mean one choice is better or worse than the other. It's just, what are you prioritizing right now? Are you prioritizing stability and everything being even and all you have time for right now is getting dinner on the table and working and you don't even have time to think about it, then mm-hmm. that's, you're going to make different choices than if you have a different goal in mind. So yeah. 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 Um, just a diff- it's just mine. It's so much mindset. Yeah. I don't know. Brian would tell you that some of the people he sits down with that have tens of millions of dollars, and I'm not exaggerating, have more anxiety or kind of um, warped thinking about mm. Um, scarcity and abundance, even than those in a much more um, everyday average American yeah, situation. Yeah, I can see that. So, and yeah. I'm, that's not like, oh, pity the no. <laughs> multimillionaires, but um, money money messes with our heads in a lot of different ways, I guess was my. And I think idea. when you have a lot or I think either end of the extreme, you feel you feel the fraughtness of it mm-hmm. that much. If you have nothing and you're scraping by month to month and falling behind there's anxiety with that. And if you have a lot, there's so much responsibility Mm -hmm. about what to do with it. And you have so many choices. It's like going, you know, either trying to do all your shopping out of the food pantry or trying to do all your shopping at a store that has like every brand Mm -hmm. and you could make any choice. Like those are two very extreme. Well, and in both, in both extremes, it's a challenge to align your spending with what you, with your actual values and needs. Right. Like, so that doesn't, that doesn't really have a dollar amount on it. Right. Um, okay. So should we get into some of the practical changes yeah. that you've been making? Um, you can start wherever and I'll just yeah. ask questions. Well, I already talked about how I kind of got real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when I was doing that, so not only was I finding places where my budget didn't match up with my, um, with my, <laughs> what I will call my fantasy budget, right. but what was actually being spent did not match yeah. my fantasy budget. Um, I also found lots of things that were coming out that I'd been paying for monthly that I either wasn't using some, I didn't even know what they were. Like I literally had to track down the subscription. I've been paying like $3 a month for Mm -hmm. that. I think one time I got sheet music and I got a free trial and it expired Mm -hmm. and it was my PayPal account. So I don't really look at my PayPal very closely because there's not a lot of like a lot of activity. So unless I just didn't have any balance, then it would pull out of my checking account. But a lot of times it wasn't. So I just didn't see it like over Mm -hmm. and over and over. I missed it. Because I wasn't taking the time to do it. So just mm-hmm. taking the time to like, look at that. I did a, like one, I just set aside like two days and all I did was go through everything line by line and go, what is this? Is this something I want? Is this mm-hmm. something I want to continue to pay for? Um, does it really fit? Sometimes it was like, oh, it's not that much. It's like $15, whatever. But am I getting $15 worth of use out of it? Is there something else I'd rather be using that $15 on? So I was able to eliminate actually kind of a lot. It was a hassle. Like it took mm-hmm. a better part of an afternoon to email places that have terrible cancellation processes in place (laughs) and figure out how to get my money back Mm -hmm. and how to, um, I found out that I was paying for like an Adobe suite. No, that's happened to me before. I literally never used. (gasps) I had had the exact same thing and it was an embarrassing amount per month, like $30 or something. Mine was more than that. It was attached to my PayPal. (sighs) And I think it was because a long time ago, I think it was actually like something that John was using so it was attached to my PayPal, but attached to his email. So oh, I didn't have an account, gosh. but I also couldn't find it to cancel it. I finally had to get on like 
the old horn with someone <laughs> and it took like an hour for them to even locate the account. And then I was like, I, I have no, I've never used this. And John was like, I've never used it. I mean, oh. neither one of us were using it, but it was because it, it was like kind of flying under the radar yeah. because it was on this PayPal that I never like look at. And the only time I would ever look at PayPal is if I was doing transactions. And then that one was, you know, yeah. small for the kinds of things yeah. I was doing in PayPal. So it just, it, it's embarrassing how much it's like, no, how I'm, long I'm it telling you for. that one happened to me. And what's funny, just as a side story is every once in a while, I will think to myself, gosh, I could really use some of the Adobe pro things. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, no, I can't do it because I've already paid for like two years yes. of it without knowing. And I didn't use it. I don't deserve it now. It's that sunk cost That's, thing, it's but it's like almost the reverse. Thing, right? Like, yes, exactly. I can't bring myself to pay for something I need because I'm so mad that you I already paid, paid all the money that you can. Well, I will say they got me, I got a refund um, oh, of several hundred dollars. And oh, that just good. took me sitting there and waiting and waiting and asking and waiting. Oh, good and, for you. So for yeah, you. I was able to do that. Um, I started like really looking at fine print. I don't like fine print. A mm-hmm. couple funny stories about that. I decided to look at my phone bill and make some changes to it. Because like I said, I had a pretty expensive phone bill. In the process of doing that, found out I had a warranty on my phone. Had no idea I had a warranty on my phone. I've had a cracked screen for a while. So today they sent a lady out to my house and <laughs> fixed my phone screen because I paid for that service. And I didn't even know I was paying for it. Yeah. I didn't even have that much knowledge of what I was like, what was happening. On my phone bill. But I also realized I don't feel ready to change services just yet, although I'm looking into it. But I did realize that I was paying for like a pretty high end version of this service that I don't really need mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff on it. So now that my um, phone is fixed, I'm going to cancel the warranty. I don't think mm-hmm. it's worth the price. And I'm also going to I also canceled like unlimited data. I don't need unlimited data. I don't use that much. Like I'll, there was a few different things that I just decided yeah. to get rid of. Um Another thing, I decided to look really closely at my car lease statement and in doing so found out that I, when I got the lease paid for like, I think it was one of those things that the salesperson makes a big commission on. So they sell you the, it was like an interior um, exterior protection package. Okay. And I remember it zeroing out. Like I remember the amount I paid in, they gave me a rebate for the same amount. So I remember being like, why not? Yeah. But I think that's going to take care of some of the problems for me driving into my garage door. And I didn't even know I had it. Like, I didn't know. I looked at my car insurance coverage and realized that I also may have enough coverage to take care of one of the dents in it. Like, Mm -hmm. it just it's so funny, like when how all these things start compiling together and working together. Like when you pay attention, things start to kind of work together to help you in a way, like because you've got your eye on the ball when you just ignore it and like dig put your head in the sand you don't have enough information you don't have the power that comes with information so those are all small things but like that those are all things that are going to save me if not just a little bit of money a month sometimes a lot of money over the period uh, you know Mm -hmm. over a longer period of time um I've become way less haphazard about the way I pay on my credit cards like the thing about the amount of credit card debt I have is that it's just enough to be annoying but not enough to be like tragic yeah Mm -hmm. so I don't think about it a whole lot to be honest I just every month I make my minimum sometimes I make a little extra Mm -hmm. but the way I've done it has been so haphazard Mm -hmm. like this month I feel pretty flush I'm gonna throw 50 bucks extra at this card why this one and not that one Mm -hmm. like why this month and not next month like so just not having like I just have a plan now where Mm -hmm. I've looked now I have like several months planned out in my google sheet we'll talk about this in a minute um that I use for budgeting and I know which months I'm going to pay a little more. And then at the end of that month, if everything, and if everything comes out the way it should, 
than about how much money I would have left over to maybe put on a different one that the higher, Mm -hmm. like with a slightly less high interest rate or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, but just not this random paying of stuff anymore. That was Mm -hmm. dumb. And and I did it mostly because I just didn't have all the information in front Mm -hmm. of me that I needed. And I, and I know it sounds so rookie and dumb, but I bet you so many people listening to this right now know exactly what I'm talking about. Like Knowing, having a vague idea of what an interest rate is, but not really knowing, having a vague idea of what your payoff will be if you pay the minimums only, but not really knowing, like not having all of the data. Yeah, Um, no, I think that's so much more common than than you think. And and speaking as a married person, it is very easy. When we started out our partnership, I was way more fiscally responsible. I made more money and I had been raised with some um, like some basic saving and spending education in a way that was a little different than what Brian was coming from. Um, And so I was the fiscally responsible one. And I also knew where all of the accounts were. I was intimately involved and it was a very gradual shift. But um, one of the shifts was that my husband went back to school and became a certified financial right. planner. But a CFP is often thinking about long-term savings and investing. Right. They're, not, and they're, they're not, not necessarily budget masters. Some are, just I mean, some are yeah. and, and some aren't, but he, and yeah. then he started to make more money and be more involved in our day-to-day finances. And now if I had to go find all that stuff, I, I would be pretty ill-informed um, about. Yeah. And so we do. I mean, we have a planning meeting once a year, the two of us. We just met with our financial planner on the long-term stuff. Um, but I would be, I, I, I can't tell you all of those things either. Like, And when you are in a part, so like not, and this is something I was going to talk about later anyway, but I'm just going to talk about this being partnered and unpartnered. Okay. Um, I took it over. Sorry. And no, it's totally fine because it's a good segue. The being partnered and being unpartnered are challenging in totally separate ways. So like not being partnered now is challenging because it's lonely yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of exhausting. And because it's just me, like there's yeah. no, nobody else is there to help me. Like there's nobody else whose income is going to help bust, you know, bump me up into yeah. a, in, into a faster savings plan or something like that. On the other hand, I know that when I was partnered, it's very easy to like lose track of the fact that no one's paying attention. Uh-huh. So you have a situation yeah. where you came into the marriage already knowing to pay attention and then Brian became really interested yeah. in paying attention. But I know that there are lots of marriages where both people are kind of like hoping the other person's yeah. going to do it, yeah. you know, yeah. or like assuming that maybe they are and they kind of are, but they're doing it kind of halfway. Yeah. And so is the other person. And two people doing something halfway does not add up to one. No. And all you, the way. there's all kinds of dynamics. I mean, in some partnerships, there's someone who's much more controlling and then someone yep. who feels like they maybe need to be a little sneaky on the side. Yep. There's others where both kind of enable, I'm not, I'm not just trying to like call out like the toxic couples, but there are so right. many ways there's, there's where you, you can get into patterns where you're enabling each other's like almost yes. giving each other permission to overspend. Cause it's yep. like, it's like the diet cheat, right? It's like, Oh, yep. well just this once we're just going to exactly. go out to this nice dinner yep. or whatever. So yeah, it's, I mean, that couple dynamic can present in so many different ways. Yeah, it really can. So I think that, um, the only other thing that I'm going to mention today, cause it's like, these are complicated things. Yeah. There's lots of different things, but, um, my food budget was just out of control. I was doing great actually on home, like cooking home meals. Mm -hmm. So I was cooking. So when I looked at my grocery budget for me and the kids, it looked really good. And I felt really good about that. Even though I was using like a delivery service a lot of the time and stuff like that, the, it still felt pretty within control. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't feel that I need to be using the, the delivery service anymore. Like 
it does cost me an extra 25 to $40 every time I use mm-hmm. it just because it's a little more expensive and I pay, I tip them and all that stuff. I know that I don't have to do that anymore. Although I am glad now to have a year's worth of delivery receipts to go back and look to see what I bought mm. because I, I got it down to such a science that I knew exactly how much of everything to buy. Yeah. So but when I'm talking about like food budget being out of control, I'm talking about the days my kids weren't with me where I don't want to cook for myself. So I end up going out to eat or wasting food. Like I bought food for myself that I never cook. So that is something I really need to kind of crack down on. Right. Um, and that's a big, a big focus for me right, right. now yeah. is just because that's something I have kind of a lot of control over. Some yeah. things I don't have that much control over. Sure. Um, housing is what it is and everything else. But like that, I have a lot of control over. So um, so we should talk about this Google Sheet before we yeah. wrap up. Do you want to kind of just say how you've been using it? Yeah. So um, I, I so I have like three months at a time in a Google Sheet. It's pretty. It's color coded. I have all my expenses on the left. Okay. So like up. going down. I mean, yep, going you're talking down. to me. So I want to like really understand. So on a column is the expenses going down. So the expenses side. April is like the leftmost column. Okay. Well, actually, the very leftmost column is I put which account it comes out of and what day of the month. Okay. It took me a long time to realize that it would be helpful to know when something's going to come out. Mm-hmm because that might help me plan things. Um, so like the second next column is expenses for the month. Next to that is an amount. At the bottom of that column is a total. Mm-hmm. And then the next one are all of my, um, it's all my various income, which does vary. Mm-hmm. And, and then to the right of that, the next column is, um, is those amounts. Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom of that, there's a total. Mm-hmm. And then at the very bottom of that, there is what's the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. And I used to just have that as kind of like this carryover number, but I decided that doesn't make any sense because there's no action in carryover. What is carryover? Mm-hmm. It's not a thing. So now I have that money is savings and that money will get spent into savings so that I will zero out. Like it's like a zero based budget, mm-hmm. but I just made it up myself. I've used apps for this stuff. I honestly like my spreadsheet because I feel like it's more, I've got all the, the, um, Formula is already set. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it allows me to be a super active manager. And mm-hmm. I think when you're really intense about something, active management, we talk about this yeah. a lot on the show, active management helps. So right now I'm in there like every other day. And if the current balance doesn't, doesn't jive with what it should, I'm adjusting and I'm mm-hmm. looking and going, did I spend more on this thing than I thought I was going to, or what's going on? Um, and then at the end of the month, I want that to be zero. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to have any money quote left Mm -hmm. at the end of the month. I don't want carryover. I want every dollar to go somewhere Mm -hmm. and you can do that. There are tons of apps and things like that that can help you do that. But Mm -hmm. like for me, the ability to make this my own. Yeah. Just makes me want to use it more. Yeah. No, I love it. So Um, I'm curious how you, because a big question for people is like, how, how have you been budgeting for the sort of discretionary spending. So entertainment, meals out, um, travel, things that like some yeah. months are big and some months are little. Yeah. And technically it's not necessary, but of course it is necessary as part of as part of your life right. is to go out to eat with friends or whatever. Yep. So how's that? So one, I, right now I'm, I'm on a cash budget for eating out okay. and anything entertainment. It's the only thing I pay cash for, okay. but it helps me to have a limit. Like yeah. It helps me to peep in my wallet and go, I'm down to 40 bucks. So yeah. that means like, I'm not doing much more the rest of this month or whatever it is. Um, things like travel, you know, one thing that I've really like, just in like digging in on my lease and all those kinds of things, that might've been a decision I would have put off. Like my lease ends in October. I might have put 
thinking about my car off until September, like in the past, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I always wouldn't want to deal with it. I'd be like, well, it'll work itself out when yeah. I get there. But really, if I want to be able to make good choices about that car, I need to have money saved before October. Mm-hmm. Like I need to be sitting on some cash. So I kind of worked backward from that. Same thing with um, with vacation. I've got a vacation coming up in July mm-hmm. and I've got that because I'm doing three months out. Mm-hmm. So I've got July in here already. Um, actually, I guess I've got four months in here. I've got July in here already. And that means that things had to kind of get like I couldn't just what I wanted to do was dump all of my extra cash on my credit cards and get them paid off by next month. Yeah. But then I would be doing exactly the same right. thing. Right. Then you'd be putting a vacation <laughs> that I was on doing. Credit card. Yeah. I, then I'd be putting my vacation on my credit card. It would just go back up. So instead I was like, okay, well, I'm going to back off. I'm just going to pay less in June and in May. And that means I'm going to have enough money for this vacation, but I can't go over. It's going to have to be the vacation mm-hmm. going to have to be exactly what I'm planning it to be within, you know, within a reasonable margin, mm-hmm. um, knowing that things do change. And, I like that this too could be like an act, like a living document. Mm-hmm. It changes a lot. Um, so yeah, like I think just for now, until I really know how, how this is going to look month to month, I just have to keep a really close watch on it yeah. and live in it. And then, and then within a couple months, I think I can relax a little bit and be like, okay, now I see how this works. And I remember like I flex this muscle and yeah. that muscle memory is yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. Um, this was great. Well, thank you for yeah. um, being the one to be on the hot seat and talking sure. us through your latest thinking. Um, so everybody listening, I want to remind you that we are having Natalie Taylor, who's a certified financial planner um, who works with families. And she's coming on a week from Friday. Um, we haven't had a guest talk about personal finance in quite a long time. So um, there's a possibility we may get have her answer some listener questions too. So oh, I would love that. Um, watch our social and stuff for that. And um, if you're if you're listening to this right away and you have a question, shoot us an email at hello at themomhour.com because that's my hope is that we'll integrate some listener questions to that interview as well. Um, and as always, everything we talked about will be at themomhour.com. This is episode 205. And Megan, I will see you in Austin tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%.